All right, top fans, it is Friday, or I'm sorry, Thursday evening. Sorry, I tried to push his head. And guess what that means? It's time to do the weekly review with Jackson. Jackson, another week gone by. We got a lot to talk about this week, don't we? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot going, going on around the league. I mean, you got teams that are red hot, that are ice cold. You got, you know, the MLB All-Star game coming up, all kinds of fun stuff. But before we get started, Jackson, we launched the T-shirt drop. The T-shirt is now in stock. We got three flavors. Get baseball ready. Get loud. And then, of course, get dirty. Because when did your coach ever say slide? He always said get dirty, right? But, Jackson, I get confused all the time. If they're going to use a discount code, who, what? Do they have a code? Do you have one out there? I mean, they could use code Jackson. I know discount codes are hard to come by right now, but they can just take mine. Yeah, just take code Jackson, capital letters, Jackson. So enjoy it. Gets you 10% off. Giddy up. Jackson's giving you a little 10% action there. So yeah. I'll give get you his address later, top fans, and you can send him a thank you card. <laughs> get, it, get a T-shirt. Wear it during your summer activities. It's been really nice out, at least up here in Pennsylvania. But Exactly, exactly. All right, Mr. Action Jackson, start us out. Where are you going to take us for the first part of the uh, for the week in review? Let's go to the AL wild card race and talk about Ooh. a team who is scalding hot in the Seattle Mariners. Ooh. Ooh. Let's pesky, talk about it. Them pesky Mariners, they've won 10 in a row. Uh, they are now tied for the second wild card with Boston and Toronto. Toronto, mm-hmm. who just fired their manager, by the way. Well, we might get to that in a minute. But uh, Seattle looks good. I mean, they're the team that I, I believe I picked Seattle to win the division. You Don't did. quote me on that. I did. All right. Yeah, I believe you did. Yeah. We're going to go yeah. back and we're going to have another round of that at the end of the season. But yeah. So this this is more of the Seattle team I thought at the beginning of the season, you know, with the, the solid bats and the good pitching. Uh, they're really starting to put it together. And, you know, it's always helpful as a team when you have momentum heading into the all-star break. Uh, teams right. that usually scuffle before the all-star break start to struggle uh, yep. immensely come late August, early September. So it, it's good that Seattle's hot. I mean, they've kind of left the angels in the dust. Texas has kind of tapered off from their hot streak a little bit. So Seattle's in the thick of it. I mean, they're up against Tampa Bay, Boston, Toronto, and I think they can hang with those guys. Yep. Um, so mine is staying in that same genre. But let's talk about a red-hot team that's red-hot beyond the Seattle Mariners. Who might that be? Probably Baltimore. Baltimore Orioles. They are 10-0 and in their last 10 games. They're over 500, right? For the first time this season, they're over uh, – well, I shouldn't say the first time this season, but they're 45-44. and They're only two games out of the wild card. They are nipping on the, the toes of Seattle. And they just keep seeming to do everything right. Play little ball, play, you know, mashing the walls. You know, they seem to be doing pitching. They're not making a lot of mental mistakes. So I was talking to a podcast, uh, uh, somebody that's going to be on Monday. The podcast is going to drop for him. And he is a Red, uh, a Rays fan. And he said straight out, I want nothing to do with Baltimore right now. And I think the Rays and the, the Orioles play each other like seven times in the next two weeks, three weeks. He's like, I want nothing to do with these guys. These guys are crazy good right now. So hats off to you, Baltimore Orioles and Baltimore Orioles fans. This week in review, mm -mm -mm. you can't pass them up. 
Yeah, I mean, Jackson, what do you I, think? I think their top prospects haven't even come up yet, aside, aside from Adley Rushman. So I think Baltimore is going to be a dangerous team over the next couple of years. They have that core. They rebuilt it right. They're going do, to be not sleep, do not sleep on Baltimore and do not sleep on Miami 23, 24, 25. These are going to be great teams. And mark my words right now, I didn't say they're going to be good teams. I said they are going to be great teams. So do not sleep on them. Yeah. All right, Mr. Jackson, what do you got for number two? Number two. I mean, the home run derby field set, it's kind of intriguing. Yeah. I thought I'd give a shout out to the home run derby. Uh, you got Pete Alonso against Ronald Acuna in the first round, which would be entertaining. Uh, Corey Seager's in it. He'll be up against Julio Rodriguez. Uh, Juan Soto against Jose Ramirez, which would be a ton of fun. And Kyle Schwarber against old man Albert. Theo Albert. T.O. Albert, yeah. I mean, I think the home run derby field this year is exciting. Uh, very, very exciting, but you already know who's going to win, right? It's probably going to be Pete Alonso again because yes. the man the man cannot lose. No. I feel bad. I feel bad for Acuna because I think he went up against Alonso in the first round last time too. <laughs> it's he like did. he did, and, and he hit he hit like twenty home runs and still lost. But you know, um, home run derby the All Star Week should be great. I'm sure we'll talk about all-star snubs and people who should not be in the all-star game. That's a, that's a controversial topic, but you are not going to like what I have to say about that in my honorable mention. You will not like it, but I'm willing to debate with you on it. All right. When when we get there, we get there, I guess (laughs) you get there. Yeah, Yeah. no, the all-star game or the all-star home run derby looks awesome. Pete Alonso is that character that is built to take 47 swings in like a minute and a half. Right. And so, I mean, he's that dude that just he can he can forget the Gatorade. He doesn't need it. Let's just go. Right. So my number two, I talked about a red hot team. Now let's talk about a red hot player. Freddie Freeman is. Are you ready for this? 14 for 17 in his last 17 at bats. He's got eight singles, five doubles and two home runs in that stretch. I'm, I'm sorry, he's 15 for, for 18. So you want to talk about a guy who can't seem to do anything wrong over the last four or five games? Freddie Freeman, he is lights out red hot. And he's hitting the ball all over the place. He hit a home run the other night uh, in game one of the Cardinals series. And the second that it touched his bat, Jackson, I swear you heard it and it was over. I just, <laughs> I heard it hit his bat and I said, gone. And my wife is in the kitchen and she says, gone where? I said, that's gone. The outfielder just didn't even move, just turned with his head and just watched it go out. Didn't even move. So, yeah. And it went out. I think the exit velocity was 110 miles now. So, Mr. Ooh. Freeman is red hot right now. Yeah. I mean, Freddie's a great hitter. Uh, as, a, as a Braves fan, we already, we already kind of knew that. Uh, you know, and when he gets hot, he's real hot. He's real hard to get out. His approach is just crazy. Sprays the ball all over the field. And Much just, better than Matt Olson. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jackson. Who was your number three? <laughs> I mean, I I think they're pretty comparable. Mm. But, you know, again, that's a debate for another night. We don't have all night to debate that. Tonight. Yeah, so who's your number? Um, who's your number three? I mean, 
Look, I'm a Braves homer, but let's be real. Let's talk about the Braves-Mets series. The Mets played really well. Played the Braves tough. Uh, there's, they got a two-and-a-half game lead now. And, I mean, they got, what, 12 more meetings, including nine this month. So, it it's giddy-up. It's, it's time to throw down Jacob DeGrom through another rehab start today. So, the Mets should be getting him back. The Braves started a rehab assignment for Kirby Yates, which if he's the Kirby Yates of – of old, that's a big boost to the Braves' bullpen, especially from the right-handed side. So, I mean, right. the National League East race continues to heat up. Two very good teams. I think two of the better teams in the major leagues, more well-rounded teams. I do think the Mets lack a little bit of a punch in the lineup and the Braves lack a little bit of punch at the back end of that rotation. But, you know, they both have aggressive general managers and owners that seem like they're willing to spend because the window's open. So, It'll, it'll be an interesting trade deadline for sure. Sure, sure, absolutely. And, again, don't sleep on the fills, right? Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Gavin Lux just hit two-run home run. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Don't, but don't sleep on the fills. The fills – see, do you guys still have to go up to Toronto? Uh, the Braves don't play Toronto this, in Toronto this year. Okay, so half of the offense for – Philadelphia, when they went up there this week, isn't vaccinated, so they couldn't go up. Yeah. And so that – so you're getting lucky that you don't have to go up north and sing on Canada. So, um, all right. So you ready for my number three? Yeah. I'm going to go from red hot to slumping. What happened to the San Diego Padres? I mean, they're three and seven in their last ten games. And now they're nine out of first place. And granted, the Dodgers are playing lights out. Don't, don't get me don't get me started there. But I mean, they just they they got they took two out of, or they lost two out of three to Colorado and Denver. You got to win those games. You got to win those games. So you got a slumping Padres team that you know I don't want to say anything, but but we're at what game eighty eight for the Dodgers, and if they win tonight, they'll end up being. Nine and a half games up, nine and a half games up after 88 down. You're going to have to do a lot of fun things to take that lead over, right? Yeah. So, I your mean, thought, your thoughts on it for San Diego? I think it's more of their general manager has been aggressive in acquiring pitchers, so their starting rotation seems pretty good. But to me, a lot of the games that San Diego lose are on the back of the lack of hitting. The lack of timely hitting. Their, their outfield's really weak overall as a hitting team. And uh, Eric Hosmer doesn't have the pop he used to have. So there's a bit of a hole there, and they have a bit of a hole at catcher. I know Tatis coming back will help re- remedy that a little bit. But, I mean, if you look at their lineup top to bottom, it isn't exactly one that jumps off the page where you're sitting there going, man, I feel confident jogging this lineup out in a playoff game, you know? And Well, and, and let's be honest. When Tatis comes back, is he going to help out the first month? He's got to get used to MLB pitching. He's got to get used to a lot of things. Yeah, he can't he can't sit there and be the, the guy that carries the whole offense either, no. which is what the expectation is going to be. And um, again, trade deadline is going to be very interesting. There's a lot of a lot of players out in the block uh, on out on the block, and you know teams are going to be aggressive, mm-hmm. especially with the extra playoff spot. Uh, mm-hmm. Teams and it's like, will teams like Baltimore sell, or will they push for a play? So. Or will they push for a playoff spot? Uh, yeah, I don't do, think so. Or will they do a little bit of both? <laughs> you know, so it's going to be, it'll be interesting. 
we'll see it, how it shapes up over the next couple of weeks. It will be interesting. And and the thing that is so interesting about that Baltimore thing is if they're 10 games out of a wild card spot, like like the Angels. Angels are, I think, eight games out of a wild card spot. You're sellers, okay? Play for next season. You're not going to overcome the Astros. You've got to leapfrog the entire NL or AL East. And in addition to that, you've got to leapfrog a number of, you know, other good teams, right? So you're sellers. Baltimore is going to be really good over the next couple of seasons. Why sell now? You make the playoffs? Oh, my gosh. That changes everything because teams are, are you know, free agents are going to look and go, you know, Baltimore's not a bad club to play for. Let's go for it. You know, that type of thing. Okay, Mr. Jackson, do you have any honorable mentions coming into this week? Honorable mentions off the top of my head. I'm just trying to think what what other things happened this week that were noteworthy to me. I did see a funny stat going back to the Seattle Mariners. They're 12 and three since the brawl with the Angels. The Angels are three and 12. And all three, and all three of those wins, because we got to talk about them every week. For when Shohei Otani pitches, that's how valuable right. he is to the Angels. So I don't want to hear it from people that Shohei Otani is not an MVP caliber player if he's literally winning every single game he pitches. That's true. That's true. That's true. I've got two honorable mentions this week. All right. One being the Dodger homer that I am. Okay. You can't sleep on the Dodgers right now. The Cardinals were up six to one yesterday and lost seven to six. The Cardinals were up five to nothing on the first game and ended up winning six five. The Dodgers are kind of a comeback team. They they make it look good. And I don't know how that works, but they make it look good. So you got your comeback team there. That's one thing. And here's where I wanted to debate you on on um, on all-star snubs. Okay. Who's the backup catcher for the National League? Is it is it Travis Darno? Yes. Why? Why? Because the players voted him in. That's how that works. And Will Smith? Yeah, Will Smith should be on the roster, but you got to remember the players and coaches vote the backup catchers. And Will Smith? I, I, that is such a political thing, right? I mean, Will Smith has a chance to hit 25 home runs this season and bat 275 and have close to 100 home runs or 100 RBIs. And yet they didn't even sniff him towards the All Star game. Now, if Dave Roberts were the manager of the All-Star game, would Will Smith be there? Probably. Probably. They, I just, but the, you got to remember, they changed that. Like I said, they changed how the reserves work. The manager doesn't pick it anymore. It's the play, the players around the league vote, and they take that into account now. So, How political is that? It's, it's <laughs> very political because guys like Austin Riley don't even get considered because he's behind Arenado and Machado. And when the NL needs a replacement, you know, Garrett Cooper makes the All-Star team. Would you rather watch Garrett Cooper or Austin Riley? Austin Riley, by far. Yeah. But again, Austin Riley is is stuck in that no more Garcia Parra era, right? Remember in the late 90s, early 2000s, you had three amazing shortstops. You had A-Rod, you had Jeter, and you had Nomar. And so Austin Riley is always going to play third fiddle to Nolan Arenado and um, to uh, Manny Machado is as stupid as that is, and I agree with you. I think Austin Riley is a lot more fun to watch than Manny Machado, but 
it is what it is, right? Yeah. Well, so for the All-Star game, I'm going to be controversial here. Go. Because I like it. I, I, I'm a known DH hater. Ooh. If you're going to put the DH into the game and have the DH in the All-Star game, 50% of the guys they label as DH aren't primary DHs. William Contreras, who's the starting DH for the NL, has more at-bats as a catcher. Garrett mm-hmm. Cooper, who just got put on the roster, has more at-bats in the outfield. So why not, when you have an opening at that DH spot, just put the best available position player? It's the All-Star Amen. game. It doesn't matter. There's no such thing as an everyday designated hitter. Not anymore. Maybe except Jordan Alvarez <laughs> and Shohei Otani. But right. apart from apart from that, every single team kind of uses that spot to rotate. So I don't see why we can't just put the best player that didn't make it in. Will Smith and Austin Riley being probably the 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 two the two most important. Why not just put them in? Right. Or why not have another legacy pick, right? In yeah. there. That uh, a guy that you want to get in there to give him one or his second last or his last, you know, all-star game, uh, you know, to me, silly. The whole thing is silly when it comes to that. I mean, before you know it, you're going to have, you know, people voting red or people voting blue. It's, it's stupid. It's like, are we going to have Congress decide who goes to the all-star game? I mean, this is going to be ridiculous. It's, and even, even Jackson, even the fan vote has gotten ridiculous. For example, who came in number three in fan voting for the NL um, shortstop? Uh, it was Tatis, wasn't it? It was. How many at-bats does he have this season so far? Zero. I rest and my case. On the vein, it's like Braves fans kept voting for Adam Duvall, who's having an atrocious season. I think he's a nice guy and all. You know, when he when he's hitting well, he's hitting well. But it's like you just can't vote. You can't. There's being a homer and there's being a fan. A fan knows their team, right? And being overly a homer is how we get this whole fan vote debacle, where guys yeah. like Tim Anderson are, are ahead of players who, like Carlos Correa, is having a better season than Tim Anderson. But people don't like Carlos Correa, mm-hmm. so people vote for Tim Anderson instead. And it's just kind of how it's always been a popularity contest. It's just now showing now that they give everyone the option. Remember, you used to have to punch the ballot in at the ballpark. Yeah. You used to have to go to the game and punch your ballot in. Yeah. Or or mail one in. Yeah. Now Now you you got to just go go online and vote five times a day. Yeah. Five times a day. So it makes it a lot easier. It's the the biggest, the loudest, the most, I'll put passionate in quotation marks, the most dedicated fan bases to fan voting, the ones that care more about seeing their players in the all-star game get the starters. And I think it's a little, it's a little unfair to the players because, you know, they get contract incentives and they get paid based on how many all-star appearances they have. And it's kind of silly. Well, there's guys. So for example, there's guys like Gavin Lux. Gavin Lux is hitting over 300 this season. He just hit a home run. Right. And he's batting ninth in a very powerful Dodgers lineup, but he bounces between second and the outfield. So this year they had him at second base on the all-star balloting. Is he ever going to make an all-star team? Depends. If he ends up on an all-star ballot as an outfielder, he'll never make it. He'll never make it because there's too many guys like Mookie Betts that will come in and steal that, that thunder right now. If he's at second base, maybe. Right. But you know, he's a natural shortstop. So if we don't re-sign Trey Turner, is he going to make, make it in front of Trey Turner? Or Gansby Swanson. No, no, those are two guys. So it, it does get a little. Actually, 
a lot political. Yeah. So, but what can you do, right? We, you know, we all live and learn. Watch the All Star Game and enjoy it, and be thankful yeah. that Dan Dan Ugla is not playing second base for the National League. <laughs> that is a name that I have not heard in a long time. <laughs> In a long time. Dan, I can't find a jersey that fits me correctly, so I'm going to wear one three sizes too small ugly. Right? My gosh, that guy. I have not heard that name. Good pull, Jackson. Good pull. So, well, top fans, we kind of went off the rails a little bit tonight, but we've had fun doing it. And next week, we're going to be able to talk about the Home Run Derby, the All-Star Game. Let's just hope that nobody gets hurt in the All-Star Game. That's key, right? That nobody gets hurt. Uh, let's enjoy the second half of the season. By the time that we film this, the first half will be officially over and the second half will not have started yet. So we'll be able to talk about wrap ups, uh, records, all kinds of fun stuff. And so um, enjoy. Remember, Pop Fan Gear is on sale. We've got bundles now, bundles for t shirts. We're going to add bundles for hats. We got a lot of fun Top Fan merchandise going on. So go in there, use capital letters Jackson. Get yourself a 10% discount, okay? Jackson, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, go Braves. Ah! <laughs> I love it, Mr. Jackson. I love it. All right, top fans, sure do appreciate you. Tell us what we missed. Love hearing from you.